Hey, hey, welcome to another installment of Rocket MSP Podcast, the show where we ask the tough questions of vendors. Uh, make sure you like or subscribe. I'm going to start trying to say that from now on. Um, so today I'm excited. I'm joined by Chris Dix from Chat Style. Uh, Chris, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. All right. So, so let's let's just dive right in, man. Chat style. What is it? Uh, sure. So, it is a software solution to integrate chat fully into your business process, uh, and that can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different MSPs. Uh, we we try to to cover all the bases. But, uh, but it's a way to, to make chat work for you instead of be, uh, be a problem. Okay. So I know that wh- I've got one colleague who is obsessed with SMS. He wants text for his clients. And I keep trying to tell him that that is stupid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so, so with that said, uh, I'm a little hesitant on chat because that's just one more way for the client to communicate with me outside of the PSA, right? Well, that's that's one of the big problems of, of chat for MSPs. There are really three, and you just nailed one of them, is that anything that happens is happening outside the PSA, which mm-hmm. is not what you want ever. Um, uh, the other is what flavor of chat are you going to... Uh, Chocolate. give to your customers anyway like uh well there's sms there's you know a web-based kind of widget there's you know teams and slack as far as business chat pl- application platforms go mm-hmm. you know, how do you decide what flavor you're going to support you know you basically the customer is driving that sort of conversation mm-hmm. and, uh, and then the third thing is automation um there's no easy way to to automate to scale that kind of thing, people expect a certain level of immediacy in chat. Um, and so uh, opening that door without handling those three problems is is just going to create more headaches for you than, than if you didn't do it at all. But th- that's why we try to solve those three problems. And, and I'm glad that you brought those up because one of the next things I was going to ask you is, or, or comment on and then turn into a question is this. Uh, I love the idea of putting like the little chat thing on my website and and giving somebody the opportunity to communicate with me and you know get questions answered and and just you know it it's just one less barrier right, right. but it actually ends up creating more barriers because for really small MSPs or like one man shows what are the what are the odds that you just happen to be sitting in front of the computer with that chat app open and you hear the ding. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The, and, and what if you hear two? <laughs> uh... But, but my point is that what, what, what often ends up happening is we, we end up creating more barriers because we end up installing this chat tool on our website that we don't check or monitor as as well as we're supposed to and and now it's like a day before we get back to somebody and at that point it could have been an email and and that drives me up a wall like all these all these different platforms that i use um for web design stuff 
when when they've got the chat bubble and and then you know yeah they're using intercom or one of those platforms and then and then it says usually responds within x minutes or x hours i'm like what do you mean usually responds in a few hours that's not chat that's an email that that is absolutely an email you're right oh so how how are you helping msps overcome the um the the problem where we can't always be there to chat um well uh we do it through a couple of different ways one is we have the ability to customize the questions and answers that uh, you can give to the customer when they come to something like your website so we can Um, build out a chat bot yep you can basically build out a chat bot or you can more recently uh, leverage some of the uh, open AI services to, you know, sort of craft a chat bot that will interact with the customer, get some of that uh, early interaction out of the way, make them feel like they are immediately being responded to, but still get that data in either of these cases into the PSA as a ticket, as a note, however it needs to be captured so that it fits into your normal business process rather than being this thing that's hitting you on the side of the head randomly. Now, you, you mentioned using AI. I, I love AI. I do. Uh, it is it is really fun for me to use. I, I use it with uh, as much as I possibly can. Uh, however, the one thing that I don't think many people realize it is a, it is a language learning model it is not actual artificial intelligence okay it is not smart enough to know um did you try turning it off and on again right right it is it is uh using artificial intelligence to generate the the most probable response to a question or statement and it i don't i don't know the frequency but i i always see people say you know it's it's not accurate you're going to get wrong information and and i don't know how accurate it is okay for everything that i've used it for i'm getting like 98 percent accuracy okay so now i'm not asking it to to write crazy scripts or generate CSS code or anything like that. Right. I'm just saying, Hey, I'm building a website for a a doggy daycare. Uh, Help me write some content for it. And then I, you know, I tweak it because sometimes they'll talk about dog treats when this company doesn't give out free dog treats or it's stuff like that. right? Right. But so, so all that, all that to say, I, I get nervous when I hear of companies say, oh, we're implementing chat GPT or open AI or whatever you want to call it into our product. And like everybody's doing it. Everybody's like, oh, we're, we're jumping on the open AI bandwagon now. So, I mean, pretty soon ConnectWise and Autotask are going to have it built into their products directly for all I know. There's probably a good, good chance that's happening. I, I would be surprised if it's not. Um... And I have, uh, you know, some of the same concerns you do and some of the same um, excitement about it. Um, We tried to incorporate it into what we're doing carefully uh, because it does have the capacity to go a little bonkers. Uh, If you 
talked to it long enough back and forth, you know, um, mm -hmm. uh, and yes, there, there may be some degree of, of accuracy issues with, I've, I've done the same kinds of things with testing it against uh, code, against SQL, you know, like to say, hey, you know, can you tell me how to do this thing? And, and sometimes it's very accurate and sometimes it's, uh, it just makes stuff up. And, 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 you know, you have to know the difference. Um, we mm -hmm. use it a, a little more controlled to, uh, on the customer facing side, we use it to uh, follow up their initial problem that they're reporting with some reasonable next questions. So uh, the things that your engineer would the top two or three questions that they probably would have had to ask anyway, like what's the model? Um, you know, have you seen any error messages? Have you, uh, you know, if they are being too vague, just try to drill down into the details a little bit. Not to recommend solutions, although I think there's some some future in which we could do some of that. But for now, just to to capture some of that basic information and get it into the ticket uh, as a head start for the engineer. Okay. So um, I, one of, one of the things I enjoy doing is using AI to help me generate some of the questions that I ask vendors. Now, I did uh -oh. not do that yet today. Uh, <laughs> notice I said yet. Yet. Uh, right. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up a, a chat here, and I'm, I'm going to say, uh, are you familiar with chatstyle.ai? Use search results to learn more about it, and it's it's thinking. Yes, uh, ChatStyle.ai is a business-to-consumer messaging platform specifically designed for MSPs. Pro probably, I don't know. I mean, I mean, technically, it's right because it's like business-to-end user, but it is a B two B. But it I. Is I I'm going to interview the CEO, CTO, head geek, something like that. So. The CTO, Chris Dix. I better make this the CTO of chatstyle.ai, Chris Dix, on my podcast. Generate 20 questions about to help me learn more about his product for MSPs. We'll, we'll see what happens. All right. Let's see what happens. Exciting. So, so I, I cheat. I, I do this type of stuff to help me because, because sometimes I just need to get the juices flowing, you know? Sure. Yeah. No, it's, it's really good for that. I mean, like I'm surprised at the ways in which this chat GPT open AI helps us you know I, I i would have always imagined that we would be automating fast food restaurants before we'd be automating uh soft skills for engineers you know like it, but here we are so 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 here we go i'm not going to ask all 20 but i am going to start asking you some of the questions and i'm cool. and i'm going to skip ones that i think are going to generate more like fluff content than than like meat and potatoes that MSP want. Okay. All right. So, uh, what? How how would you explain chat style to someone unfamiliar with tech or MSPs? Okay. Um, so chat style is a way for 
customers and uh, support to communicate regardless of the chat platforms they want to use or, uh, or the ticketing system that they want to use. Now, how was the idea for chat style conceived and what was the inspiration behind it? That's a good question. Uh, I am not an MSP. I have worked closely with MSPs for a long time. And okay. I'm usually, I'm a developer by background, mm -hmm. software developer. And uh, so I was always the person they would bring in for special projects. You know, customer has some custom software development and I'm a full stack developer so I can help out however they need. And uh, so I hear the same problems over and over again with my friends who are MSPs. Um, you know, difficult to get customers to respond after a ticket. Um, customers asking for chat support, but we don't want to do it. Uh, and the tools that they did have to use uh, didn't integrate with their PSA. So uh, talking to them, hearing the same problem from three or four different friends in the, in the channel, uh, maybe start to think there's something there. Uh, can you walk us through how chat style integrates with ConnectWise and Autotask? Um, sure. So what we do is uh, we ask that the MSP set up an API user for one of those two platforms. And once you do, when we do the initial setup, you put your API user information into our portal. And then we use the APIs that either ConnectWise or Autotask provide to uh, check on contacts who come. So we try to identify customers when they come to either the website or SMS or Teams or Slack based on what information we get from them. So we use APIs to identify them as contacts. We use APIs to look for existing tickets, open new tickets, uh, add notes to tickets if the user has feedback. Um, so it's those API integrations that are the way we tie into those platforms. We also are building some uh, UI integrations and pods uh, or, or widgets in the case of the various platforms to let you go the opposite direction as well to get into chat from inside the PSA. Uh oh, oh, okay. I got nervous, you, you froze up. Oh, um, all right, so one of the things I saw on Reddit, and I'm not gonna name names, but I did see on Reddit that there is another chat uh, platform for MSPs that recently um, ended up overwriting address line one field for all the customers in their PSA. So that sucks, right? <laughs> that for for that MSP, that certainly that would that would suck very much. Um, and I and I think it was like a, a small subset of MSPs that it happened to. So it wasn't like an isolated, oh, it just happened to one MSP. It's it's like they were they were editing the code and they screwed something up. You know, you know, like when uh Amazon is is updating AWS and they forget a semicolon and they take down the entire infrastructure. <laughs> kind of like that. Okay. Yeah, like that. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, um, I, I can't speak to for other platforms. Um, what I, I what am, I'm 
what I'm asking. So, so sure. by bringing that up, I'm sorry. So no. I don't, I don't want to put you in a, in a hard place where I don't, I don't want you to talk bad about the other guy. What I want you to do is tell me, how are you preventing something like that from happening with chat style? Um, okay. Well, that's, that's a, that's a fair question. Um, we, uh, for the most part, are readers of information. We, we don't do much in terms of updates, especially not uh, contacts. Of course, you know, when you set up your API user, those privileges that we ask for are minimal, you know, for what okay. you need it to do. Uh, well, well, what, so what they need is they have the ability to edit companies and contacts because you're able to add a chat widget to the website, like on the, on the, global website and then what it'll do is it'll basically create like a prospect or a lead out of somebody that's not a current customer and so we have one or two customers that are doing that today and so for those customers we do have those privileges um uh being able to create a new company new contact uh other people more typically have a catch-all company that uh, that say somebody comes to the website or sends an SMS message and we can't tell who they are, then if we're going to create a ticket, we we fall over, fail over to the catch-all company and associate it with that and let the engineer in their follow-up figure out um, what to do with the information uh, about that we captured from this this potential lead. Now I know of uh, for sure one other platform, Thread. Are there other platforms similar to what you and Thread are doing today? Um, you know, I think there there are a couple. Um, uh, Thread is is certainly the the biggest one, and um, and I have those are gr they're great people at Thread. Really, I I, sure. I I've talked to Bobby and, and some of the other team, and and. Uh, um, and they've actually even sent sent um, prospects my way when things didn't match up, and I intend to do the the same for them. It's it's nice to have competition and 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 know that there's a, a real market here. You know, mm -hmm. um, uh, I know there are some other um, people doing less chat, more AI in the space, like MSP bots. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so similar. You know, there's there's a whole spectrum of communication and automation and integration that is in this new set of tools that I feel like we're a part of, Thread's a part of, MSP Bots is, is part of, um, that uh, and I think there's going to be a lot of really working together and cooperation. And there's so many different kinds of MSPs, you know, so many sizes and, you know, types and, you know, verticals that they're focused on that I think there's, there's going to be a lot of room for, for people in this space. So what do you think differentiates chat style from thread specifically? Um, well, uh, they, I know that they have their, their own tool, um, which we do not. Um, so they can do things inside of their inbox uh, application that we probably can't do because we are uh, focused inside of Teams and Slack for the engineer experience. So. That that helps. So you are you are purely Slack and Teams uh, for the engineers. You you don't have a web portal that they log into and, and access all the chats. No, at the moment we um we we don't. Or, you know, some people have asked for that, but really we're trying to um, 
our focus has been from the beginning to connect the tools you're already using in a better way than they're connected today. Um, so if you're using Slack, you like Slack, we felt like as much as we can do to keep you inside of Slack uh, is, is a bonus. And the same with, with Teams. Um, so whatever it is that you use as an organization, we want to keep you in there, partly because um, we're talking a lot about chat from a customer standpoint. But one thing that I think MSPs, even if you, you listen to this and you say, I, sorry, I don't ever want to do customer-facing chat, that, that's fine. But you're probably already doing internal chat that isn't connected to the PSA either. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things we do is make it possible for just your internal chat to get into the PSA easily. Um, we have one customer who every time a new sales-oriented ticket comes in, it gets popped over into Teams, uh, alerts you know engineers who might be able to help support that sales opportunity. And every bit of the conversation that happens in that channel in Teams winds up in the ticket automatically. There's no customer chat involved, but it's still about capturing the data and getting it into the PSA where it belongs. Uh, here's a here, here's a fun AI question. Can right. you I lost it. Can you can you explain more about the omni channel messaging feature? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, boy, I'm loving these AI questions. It's great. Um, so Omnichannel to us, uh, to the industry, I think, means uh, being able to have a individual come there through a variety of different communication methods and still identify that person. Um, mm -hmm. So what we do is we've built these channels. So whether it's a widget on your website, whether it's an SMS message, Teams, Slack, uh, RingCentral, or, or adding WhatsApp, you know, business to, to the channels as well. We can provide the same conversational interface. So if you create this dialogue that you want to give to the customers, you don't have to create it five or six times. You create it once. We translate it for the messaging platform that, that the customer came in on and, uh, and, and then take care of getting it into the PSA for you uh, without you having to, uh, to worry about it. You'll like this one. How does chat style handle data privacy and security, especially considering it's a messaging platform? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, yeah, so we, uh, one of the things we consider ourselves is, is mostly just a bridge. So um, by default, we're getting rid of all of the content, uh, expiring all these messages and conversations from our standpoint uh, on a fixed timer uh, after after a certain time period has elapsed for each message, each conversation, uh, we just we just get rid of them because uh, our job is to make sure that they get into the other tools. So uh, once they get into Teams, once they get into the PSA, um, we sweep them away. Um, unless you know you wanted to funnel them to some other sort of data, you know, platform, uh, we could do that as well. Uh, but uh, but and in terms of the data privacy and security where it interacts with the AI specifically, because that is a concern for some people, that's one of the reasons we're using the Azure OpenAI service. It doesn't, uh, doesn't retain data. It, has, it, it follows better policies in terms of uh, how they use the information that flows through 
them. Uh, whereas just using the general OpenAI ChatGPT interface uh, has certain other uh, issues in terms of, of training and data retention. Cool. Uh, th this is a Steve question. Speaking of training, um, are you able to utilize the chats to train OpenAI or Azure OpenAI? Uh, what's the right way to say this? Are, are you able to are you able to train it how we communicate with our customers, how we solve uh, uh, issues, create resolutions, that type of stuff, so that way down the road it's able to do more of this automated for us. We are doing a sort of side project of research into into training models along those lines based on data we have, and you know given permission to do so mm -hmm. from from specific customers. So um, the idea being that uh, that we might be able to build out a more specific LLM to be MSP related um, based on that sort of history of tickets of how things were handled. Um, we're not doing that as part of the application uh, because of reasons like I mentioned about expiring the messages and things like that. But, but as a side project, we hope to, to build out that, that large language model more specifically for MSPs and then leverage that as part of our AI integration. Uh, what is your strategy for scaling and growing chat style? Hmm. Uh, so uh, we get asked this from time to time with the um, size we are and everything. So we're still relatively small, but uh, we're trying to approach this as a as an organic um, inbound kind of go-to-market strategy, talking to people like yourself, talking to the community, the channel, being on Reddit, um, being on MSP Geek, and uh, trying to listen and uh, be part of the community. That was uh, one of the reasons, you know, um, we attended MSP GeekCon um, earlier this year, uh, just uh, trying to build up from from the, the MSP community because uh, there are so many, like you mentioned, like you know, one and two person shops out there. Um, we're trying to make this a tool that that can benefit the majority of MSPs, not just uh, not just big shops who are having trouble keeping up with with their customers. But um, we want to be there when these smaller MSPs grow, help them grow. Very cool. So how, how did, uh, I feel like ChatGPT is a woman because she knows everything, right? How did she do? Uh, surprisingly well, and, and, and didn't, you know, it didn't rattle me too much. I, I was worried we were going to have a, like a Skynet moment or something and, you know, have a turn on me, but, uh, but no, that, that, that was, that was pretty solid. Well, I, I skipped over the one where, where she asked if you know John Connor. So, <laughs> well, I appreciate that. It's, uh, it could have got, gotten kind of tense around you. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so down on the bottom, there should be a present button. I would uh, I love do. if you could share your screen and, okay. and just show us chat style and, and hopefully you've got an example of how it can work with, you know, texting and Slack and all that stuff. Yes. Um, so let me see. I can do this. Share entire screen. This screen. Let's see. There we go. Oh yeah. 
cool. So hopefully that's better and less uh, <laughs> hall of mirrors. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so I can give you a quick demo. Um, this is an example of us integrated onto a website. So this is just a demo page. We have a familiar kind of widget that you can integrate into your website. It's just an HTML snippet that you can put onto one page or you could put it onto the footer of your WordPress site and get it onto every page. And uh, so the widget itself can be customized. You can replace this with you know, your logo, your colors. Um, and uh, so when someone new comes to the site, uh, they'll get this uh, pop-up that's you know, sort of an industry standard at this point, HubSpot and all these other CRMs kind of have made it pretty familiar for people. So uh, I'll just walk through an example of, I'm a customer who's looking for support. And like I mentioned before, all of these uh, prompts and, and questions and, and flow is configurable and I can give you a peek behind the, the curtains at that in a minute. Um, so. If you come to us by a channel that is sort of pre-authenticated, so if you come by Teams or Slack where we can get access to your email address, then we don't have to ask you for authentication information because we, we can treat that channel as trusted. But uh, if you're just coming to the website, uh, we give a few options on how you can authenticate. So you could put in an email address or phone number um, and we can send you a short code that will authenticate you, or you, we do Office 365 authentication as well. So you could sign in and then we would use that email address. And so let me just send myself a uh, quick text. And so that will send me a, just a short code that I can put into here. At that point, what it's going to do is go back to the platform that we're talking to. In this example, I'm connected to Autotask, and it's going to identify me against the contacts table. And so it did. So I'm in there as CW, and now it's giving prompts to CW. Uh, and again, these prompts are configurable. We can give them the option to you know, report a new issue, uh, check on an existing one, show them a list of their open tickets. Uh, pretty much anything the API can do and we can craft into a, a reasonable response. But let me just walk through a reporting a new issue. Um, I say uh, my email broken. And this is an example of where we kick over into the OpenAI service. So this is uh, the Azure OpenAI service trying to come up with some reasonable follow-up questions uh, based on my initial problem. So. Uh, I'm not getting any emails. And what we do is we limit it to uh, a couple of questions because we don't want to give it the opportunity to go a little uh, random. Um, but uh, once it does answer uh, a couple of questions, uh, then it will create a ticket automatically and that will be over in autotask so if i come over here and do a search then i will have my new ticket based on our chat and uh, the ai is also responsible for summarizing those questions that uh, that we asked 
and it's tied to me as a contact. And we can configure it so it's created with specific status, specific priority, um, goes to a certain queue. All that's configurable as well. Very nice. Um, so that is sort of the customer experience. And then the tech experience in this example is over in Teams. So what we do is we set up a channel uh, where each time one of these chats is created, a new thread and a new adaptive card gets put into the channel. So everyone can get notified inside of Teams that, uh, that this new ticket is here, breaks down some information about it, and then we give a few little productivity hacks on the card. You can jump straight to the ticket, jump straight to the contact. Um, you can add a note from inside of Teams uh, or change the status of the ticket. So if I say, oh, now I want it to be in progress, I can do an update status. And you know, we can do a lot of these things automatically as well. So we can make it so that um, you know, if, if an engineer takes over a ticket, um, then uh, it automatically goes into in progress or gets assigned to them. Um, but one of the things we do that I think is pretty neat is this live chat capability. So if I click on this, then what's actually going to happen is uh, we're going to connect to this web session. And then anything I say to the bot in this thread um, will go over to the customer. Anything they say will get echoed back to Very the team. Nice. That's great. Thanks. And uh, they can even um, send in attachments. So if they had a screenshot or um, some sort of uh, uh, you know, if they're on their phone, they could uh, take a picture. Um, they might have a log file or something like that, a picture of an error message. Um, and whatever they, they do um, comes over into Teams as well. Um, so now if I also say... Um, once the conversation is complete, then the engineer has the capability to uh, end it and turn it back over to the bot. Uh, and they can do that in a couple of different ways. They could click a mm -hmm. button or we could tie it off of the status of the ticket. Um, uh, we could also um, do things like uh, these slash commands. So um, we are able to define um, slash commands like this that uh, that are other productivity hacks for the engineer. So if there's some sort of act action that you want to take based on um, multiple API calls, then you could create a new slash command or we could work with you to create a new slash command that would uh, do a couple of different things like set the status of the ticket and its priority and add a note all in you know just a one, or, one or two steps. Um, and so um, we come over here, then uh, 
if I refresh the ticket, we'll see the transcript in the uh, ticket. So everything that happened between the, the technician and the customer gets captured in the PSA where it belongs. I, I love that picture you chose of him, by the way. <laughs> he's, he's a lovely man, isn't he? Okay. He really is. You know, yeah. he's, he's what, like 70 years old, right? Yeah, it does not look it, though. Wow. Like he really just... doesn't. And he's got a wife that's like half his age. Wow. Okay. So, um, uh, so this is a quick, quick peek behind the scenes, too. This is um, where we are able to do some customization on the, the dialogue that you see. So um, in this example, uh, for instance, this is one of the customers who wants to uh, allow the, the contact, uh, people who come to the uh, site who aren't contacts to enter information about their uh, company and themselves to create a new company record and a new contact record. But we also, as part of that, are asking a couple of, of questions to vet them as far as how good they might be as a potential customer. So how many endpoints, um, how many uh, servers do they have? Do they have servers? And that will help um, decide uh, whether it needs to be brought to the you know, immediate attention of somebody in, in Teams or whether it can you know wait till tomorrow sort of thing. Um, and uh, so we're able to to define the, the chat dialogue this way. And then um, inside the commands, we're also able to, uh, like I mentioned, create these sort of programmable slash commands. So we can write uh, scripts around the API that will will do things like, like this is the assign command. So you can assign a ticket to someone directly from in Teams just with the assign command and an at syntax. Uh, uh, so trying to build out uh, things, not uh, not just to make customer and engineer chat more workable, but uh, to make the, the engineer to engineer chat more productive for the PSA. I got to say, this is cool. And and I'd say this is a huge differentiator between your product and, and other products. Well, uh, thanks. Yeah, we one of the things we wanted to do when we first started building it is um, although it's focused on MSPs, it, we feel like it's got the potential to be useful for uh, once the, the technology has been proven to, to the MSPs themselves. I think, I think it's got a potential for, for their customers as well, because <laughs> the problems that we're talking about from, from uh, the standpoint of chat and systems of record and all, uh, these aren't just MSP problems. They're just business problems, really. And so everyone's using business chat applications. Everyone's got a system of record. Everyone needs uh, some way to tile those things together. And so we're hoping, you know, three, four years down the road that we're working with MSPs to build out some, some additional uh, bots inside of this framework for specific verticals that, that, that make sense for their customers. I'm impressed. I, I like what I see on, on your software here, man. Hey, this is really cool. I, I really appreciate that. That's, that's, uh, you know, we, I, I, of course we do it partly for the money, but, but the rest of it is for, uh, for comments like that from you, from people like yourself. So, uh, 
much appreciated. Very cool. So, uh, do, do you have a trial or anything for? Um, yeah. So, well, what we do is once you once you get things hooked up, um, it kicks off a seven day trial. But that's just so that neither of us uh, dilly dally about trying to get it uh, running. But we can extend that while while we work some things out. Most MSPs need some level of customization in this area before they feel like uh, they want to just throw it out there to their customers. Um, sure. So, and given that, one of the things we do is from a web channel standpoint, uh, when you first make the connection and get your PSA and your chat connected, uh, we generate, automatically generate a publicly available test page so that uh, you don't have to put it on your website to try it out. Uh, you can you can just use the the generated test page, hand it off even maybe to one or two trusted customers, or you know use your engineers to test it out, and make sure you're comfortable with how it behaves before uh, before making it real for your customers. All right. What else should I know? Oh, let's see. Um, just real quick from, uh, I mentioned you can customize this. Um, there's an example. You can change the colors, change the logo. Um, yeah, that's just for the web widget. But we can also do private label bots in terms of other platforms. So like in this example, uh, we, uh, this is uh, us inside of Slack with a uh, private labeled version that's MSP specific. So um, if you want to do something like a Slack or Teams bot for your customers, we can set you up with, uh, with your logo and your name so that when they're inside of Teams or Slack, they're comfortable uh, knowing, you know, they might be like, oh, what's, what's chat style? I don't know what that is, but I know strict support is, is, is my IT provider and, and can feel uh, you know comfortable going to that and reporting an issue. Awesome. Um, What's it cost? Oh, that's always a good question. Um, I feel like we've, we're, we've tried to keep the, the small MSPs in mind with that. So one of the things we do is we charge by channel. And I, when I say channel, I mean um, ways you can talk. So um, in this scenario, um, we do one customer facing channel and one internal for a hundred dollars a month. So, um, if you want to do, put on your website and your techs are in teams, that's a hundred dollars a month. If you also wanted to support your customers with SMS and in their Slack environments, well, that's two more channels. Um, and the way we do SMS is, uh, by, uh, doing either Twilio or Flowroute for mm -hmm. uh, that. So you set up an API account with them, put in their credentials the same way you do your auto task or ConnectWise credentials. And uh, so so there is a separate cost to an MSP who wants to support SMS, but uh, but but I think we, we do handle that pretty well. And those two providers are uh, reasonable. Um, yeah. And then um, is it... So if I've got customer A, B, and C all using Slack, and I want them each to be able to communicate with me through their Slack, is that one channel or is that three channels? That is 
one channel unless you come to us with you know a gigantic customer uh you know we try to be reasonable about it usually we do blocks customers in slack or teams so that you don't have to do um this one per channel kind of set up uh typically we've done just work with the MSP and be reasonable about volume. I don't think we've had anybody who needed more than one channel at this point to do up to, you know, 10, 20 uh, tenants or workspaces. So um, I'm, I'm still computing at all. Sorry. Oh, no. One of the things that I was really impressed by thread Mm -hmm. is they've got AI helping the technician um, in in the sense that uh, it'll it'll help generate like time entries based on the chat. Do you have anything like that or is anything like that in the works? Um, yeah, time entry is in the works. Um, in general, we do have AI support for the bot in in side of teams or slack for the engineers so um one of the th things we do is if we enable the ai for engineers and it's optional you can restrict it to just using the slash commands and buttons and things like that but if we do enable the ai for engineers then um they're able to uh communicate with it as if they were just talking to chat gpt so they can actually ask it questions about scripts about sql um about uh, the PSA. So one of the things we're, we're beta testing right now is being able to have you communicate with the, um, the bot and ask it questions about the PSA content. So if I come up here, um, can say, You know, we don't want to do something like that for customers, um, but we can trust the engineers to ask reasonable questions and get reasonable responses. So, so we're not restricting, uh, well, I say we're not restricting, we're restricting the questions an engineer can ask ChatGPT through us uh, to technical <laughs> issues. Um, we we don't, don't want it to just ask for, you know, a bunch of poetry or um, uh, mm -hmm. uh, things like that, but uh, but you can also say things like find a contact. Uh, um, so one of the things that I think is underused about uh, Chat GPT and OpenAI is the ability to use it as a natural language processor. So because we sit in between the engineer, the PSA, and the AI, we can combine things like the question the engineer asked with results from the PSA and turn it into a, a response that, uh, that makes sense uh, in, a, in a chat response. So this is an example of us actually doing a search for a contact by their last name in Autotask uh, using natural language. That's really cool.
All right. Uh, I mean, I'm sold. <laughs> hey, well, hey, I appreciate that. It's uh, um, you know, it's we're living in very exciting times with this stuff, and and we feel fortunate to be in the position we're in to take advantage of some of these uh, recent developments. Yeah. I I agree with that. Uh, for people that are that are listening, watching, you can go to www.chatstyle.ai, C-H-A-T-S-T-Y-L-E dot A-I to learn more, to get signed up, uh, to to just be be like Fry and say, shut up and take my money. <laughs> uh, you know what? Whatever, whatever works for you. Um, go, go to that website and, and do the thing. Chris, this was awesome, man. Hey, I had a great time. It's get, it's nice to get to hang out with, uh, as you mentioned before the meeting, it, it's nice to get to hang out with an adult for a little bit and uh, have a conversation and uh, especially about one of my favorite topics like this. I really appreciate the opportunity from you to, to reach your audience and to, to, to get the word out about us. We're, we're excited about it. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here and for being a guest. And for those of you listening, I'll catch you at the next episode. Awesome. Take care, everybody.